becomes like a fleeting memory. Whatever you grab just turns to dust. Like eye contact with a stranger, stranger out of the is a dream that you to make real. Passing over the songs, glimmer, glimmer of the ship you see. All right, Yo, Matt. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> coronavirus social distance podcasting. Yes, and I know the audio quality is killing you right now. <laughs> and I'm so frustrated with uh-huh. trying to get remote <clears throat> podcasting going. Yeah. Which I don't understand Last because I work in tech and I'm a musician, and this has been so hard to figure out. <laughs> yeah, so last week we tried to podcast, and we started at six o'clock, and then we gave up at eleven. I think it was. <laughs> I really, do. I think it was like we've just been like yeah. five hours. No, it was. I didn't even talk the entire time. My stress level was high, mm-hmm. but here we are. It's working. I don't know how good it's going to sound, and I, there keeps being little pops and cracks. So, you know. But not like it's good been, ones, like from a vinyl record, like pops and cracks of the the Matrix breaking down. Oh, maybe the Matrix is breaking down. <laughs> maybe. That's what maybe. we're dealing with here. Maybe we're all being forced <laughs> to take the red pill right now. Well, we're, we're <laughs> obeying shelter in place and social distancing Yeah, and using the internet to talk, just like everyone uh-huh. else. Yep. Um, such, it's so weird how quickly everything has changed. Yeah. I mean, like last week when we put that episode out, I was trying to record that intro and it wasn't that long ago that we had recorded that episode and we were just different people in a different world. <laughs> True. <laughs> or even so, I think the first episode you and Alice and I talked about Corona, you know, it's oh, like, right. I even feel like that one was like, uh, like so, so long ago and, it's like, man, I don't even know if I agree with the same things I was saying back then. <laughs> I know. No reason to go back and check. Uh, don't check. Yeah. So <laughs> let's, let's just, check. <laughs> let's, let's deal with the, the subject at hand. What, yeah. how are you dealing with this? <clears throat> um, you know, everything's just happened so fast. It's been, uh, it's been really, we kind of went from, oh, bummer, South by to, oh shit, my business is is it going to stay alive? You know? <laughs> so like, I mean, South by really affects us pretty huge. And then, uh, uh, but then once we start talking about closing down stores and I mean, so the end of the day, about two weeks ago, we had to let go 27 people and close God, three so stores. Brutal. And then the rest were running on, uh, just a very small, small, uh, group. So yeah, uh, you've just, gotten hit hard. Yeah. Like, yeah, my, my business is kind of business as usual, except everything's remote and video chat, but like a lot of people in your life are really being affected. Oh yeah. Like I'm on like a restaurant email chain and like just listening to all the restaurant people, business owners talking about it and everyone's trying to make it work. And it's just so hard to transition so fast into different models. Yeah. I mean, everyone's been amazing. Just even hearing the other stories from other other uh, business owners of the community kind of stepping up and even shifting their own, you know, ways of doing things that have helped, you know, restaurants and coffee shops and uh, other people out. But uh, it's it seems like as time keeps going on, more 
people are kind of just dropping off. So we'll see. We'll see what kind of happens after all this. Yeah, I'm really curious. <laughs> well, I'm curious about everything. Like there's, yeah, so I was totally. just thinking, I'm curious to know, like, you know, what, what will things, what will the landscape of service in the service industry look like once we resume a new normal? But I'm, I'm starting to think we're not going to resume any sort of normal that looked anything like it did before. And yeah. if we do, when is that going to happen? I mean, things are changing minute by minute, day by day, the way people feel and what we think we know about this thing changes mm -hmm. and policy changes. I mean, just, I guess today, this morning, they extended shelter in place for Texas through May 4th. May 4th. Yeah. So, you know, and who knows what the landscape's going to look like then or what new policies would be, would be put in place then. Yeah. Or even can we go that long in this kind of condition? Well, I don't think we can. I mean, I mean, there's, yeah. Yeah. Some, I mean, something's going to have to change eventually, you know, I, it's hard for me to believe that people can keep up this kind of isolation f for that long. Yeah. So I think we'll have to I figure mean, out how to redefine to keep the terms. <laughs> if I wasn't trying to keep my, my business in, uh, uh, up and going and providing for my family and the people who work for me, it's like, I would love this. I would just go sit and read a book and wake up when this is all over, you know? Yeah. But, right. It's, it what fits you, your personality, <laughs> but I just can't do that. There's just so many factors and, and things that you have to kind of consider. And well, also know. like, you know, you've got, you're, you're living with six other people. Mm -hmm. Um, so you could probably be quite happy and healthy for quite some time in yeah. their space. And I'm sure it would be difficult, but mm -hmm. at least you've got some social interaction, you know, yeah. half the time I'm in my house alone with no one. <laughs> so like yeah. it gets it makes me a little <laughs> nutty. Like I get, I get a little weird, <laughs> uh, but we've been having fun FaceTiming you though. I know it's been actually kind of awesome. It has. Yeah. We've been setting up, uh -huh. we've been using, or I've been using our, our, uh, mic stand, uh, iPhone holders that we use to video our podcast to set up my phone when we FaceTime that way I don't have to hold it. <laughs> yeah. It's great. That's been good. I mean, we still like getting into some really great conversations and things. And I know it doesn't like, seem to really hinder it all that much. I mean, yeah. less than I would expect, mm -hmm. but I think, you know, maybe too, everybody's getting used to that and figuring out how to communicate that yeah. way. Yeah. It's definitely not what I prefer, but, uh, it's, it's working for now. Like even this right here is like, I'd rather be in the same room with you and, and talking. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But. much less technical difficulties too. Mm -hmm. um, so do you find yourself doing anything differently but when you're by yourself, like uh, not uh, actually not being able to go anywhere? I feel like my, my routines have changed two or three times already. Uh -huh. um, I found I'm spending tons of time on my, on my front porch. Um, like take my work meetings out there and the evenings I for a while was sitting and playing guitar on the front porch and there's tons of people out walking in the neighborhood. And so people are walking by and I'm meeting, I've met like, I don't know, like had long conversations with like 12 different sets of neighbors now that I've never, had never met before because everybody's out. And I think everybody feels this sense of vulnerable kindness, like hmm. in this, in, in this, 
place of unknown vulnerability, everybody's getting very kind. Everybody wants to stop. They want to talk. They want to ask you how they're doing or how you're doing. And plus everybody's got nothing but time on their hands, I suppose. (laughs) So I was kind of doing that for a while. I have noticed that like most of my normal structural routines have kind of broken down. Like I'm usually pretty good. We talked about the bed making thing. I'm I'm usually pretty good at like making my bed and keeping the dishes done and the laundry done and that stuff. I I totally like let go. I don't know why, because I have nothing but opportunity to do it. I just don't want to anymore. (laughs) That's so weird. Yeah. Cause you're a very structured person when it came to, when it comes to that stuff. I am. And I'm struggling with my structure now that I'm just here 24 seven. I think part of it may be that like I look at it and I'm like, I could do it in five minutes or 10 minutes or an hour or two hours or in the morning. Like it's like, you know, there's no broader structure with which to give anything context anymore. So nothing really seems to matter as much. It's, it's weird. (laughs) You just made me think of the, of the old man and up Mm. where he would wake up in the morning, he'd put a suit on and like, get dressed and <laughs> but yeah. is it up? I think he did that in up. Yeah. He just kind of acted like it was just like, you know, acted like normal life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or even I think Robert De Niro in the intern. Oh, I, I didn't that. see that. Oh, it's I such a wanted great to see show. It. I remember you telling me it was good. No, uh, like, that's another thing that I have done zero of is I've watched no TV. I haven't turned the TV on a single time. Really? Which I would not have expected that. That's fascinating. Yeah. I've had no interest. I, and I've read nothing. I've, n- I've read no books. <laughs> so, so just playing music, huh? I've just been playing a lot of guitar. and That's good. I don't know what's happening to the rest of my time. It's getting sucked into some weird coronavac black hole. Yeah. Like I, I'm doing a lot of reading online about Corona. I've been reading yeah. Twitter a ton, which Whoa, that's dangerous. Oh my God. It's so stressful. <laughs> Why do you keep doing it? <laughs> because there's information that I want, <laughs> but it's so stressful. I've noticed, I think, um, this is an interesting observation that I learned because I, in this time where it's like really impossible to understand what the real story is and what the real facts are, I'm checking in multiple places. Mm-hmm. Is that sound again? Um, yeah. Do you hear that when that happens? No. Okay. No. It's just on my side. But like, um, when was this? I think this was back before they, Mayor Adler issued a shelter in place. Or maybe right when he did it. Oh, he had tweeted and said that it was coming. And, yeah. and he also posted that tweet on his Instagram. And I like read all the replies to his tweet. And they were all hyper negative. Like, demanding that he step down, demanding that he give up his job, saying how awful he was. He's a terrible person. And then I went and looked at the same post on Instagram and all the comments were like, thank you so much for your leadership in this difficult time. You're doing a fantastic job. I think this is the right decision. It was like, Twitter is like net negative and Instagram is net positive. And I don't understand how those two platforms ended up with such different vibes, but it's real and it's there. That's, that's really, uh, Oh, whoops. This took myself off the, <laughs> you're back. No, you're I'm back. <laughs> oh, what'd I do? So if anybody's interested, uh, Michael and I are FaceTiming on the computer 
and I'm using a collection of software to pipe the audio multi-tracked into Logic Pro, where we normally podcast into, <clears throat> so I can mix it and edit it and add our sound you know, intro music to it. It was, it was difficult. If anybody else out there is trying to remote podcast, that, that's a, there, there's a, a template for you. Yeah. Well, we need, if, yeah, if anybody else has pointers too, we would love to, we'd love to learn. There's gotta be a better way to do it. I, I tried to watch this one with, uh, uh, this guy named Anderson. He's an Australian guy and, uh, Douglas Murray, but the, the, uh, uh, audio was just so bad. I had to turn it off. So. Mm, bummer. Yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's why we had such a hard time getting this going is because yeah. I wanted to make sure the audio was good. Cause when the audio sucks, I don't want to listen to it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I usually can power through, but uh, this one was really bad. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, how is uh, having kids home from school going for you? Well, I mean, honestly, I think Allison's kind of taken more of the brunt of that. I've been, I've been working. I mean, I get up at four or five, and I get home about five or six. So it's it's been. Yeah, you're still leaving yeah. the house. Yeah, because you got to yeah. go run the shops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I got, I got an office here, so I, I don't really, uh, uh, we're roasting coffee and, uh, we got subscriptions online. It's, it's, I mean, one good thing is it's helped, it's made us do a lot of things that we were kind of moving towards. And this is like, everything's fast tracked right now. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so, I mean, I think there's gonna be some really good things that come out of this. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just so hard for me because I don't, I don't ever know how to talk about all these things with different people. You know, there's the, there's the personal element, you know, the, Hey, I'm, I'm scared. I'm afraid. I don't know what this is, you know, and it's just more of like just sharing your, where you're at, you know, as yeah. far as emotionally. Um, and then there's the part where, you know, uh, you know, uh, like I'm, I know you and I both are just skeptical in general. So it's like, you know, and I, if I even ask a question that sounds like, you know, you're almost like a climate denier or something like mm-hmm. that. You're like, no, no, no. I'm, like, I'm just, I'm just really curious. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I don't, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be doing what we're doing. I, you know, it's like, yeah. But then at the same time, it's, and then you also see these, uh, you know, other people who are not taking it serious at all. You know, and, and it's just like, and you kind of want to be like, okay, well, no, well yeah, can, no one knows where the balance is right now. Mm-hmm. And there definitely has arisen this this feeling like any sort of dissent against the common narrative or dissent from the common narrative is is like it's like the ultimate trans- cultural transgression right now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's I think that's the hard. I mean, yeah, because when you just when you see like I'm you know I'm seeing people on different sides. You know, some people are like we need to shut down the economy for six months and just everybody stay in place. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then like the other side is just like, Oh, it's nothing. You know, just get out there and live your life. And you're like, right. what? Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> neither of those seem possible or healthy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what? Yeah. And I think that's the hard thing too, is like, is, is like, we want all these definitive answers, but there's not definitive answers. We keep taking steps and no. steps, and we kind of just hope they're right. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, you have people predicting anywhere between, you know, a million and two million deaths to 100,000 deaths to some saying it's just like the flu, you know. Mm-hmm. 
we will have 50,000, which we're already... Well, and the most credible, it seems to me, the most credible point of view that I've heard from doctors is we won't know till we know. Yeah. And the only <laughs> reason so. we know how to deal with the flu or what the risk level is or how we mitigate that risk or how we even feel about that risk is because we know we've been dealing with it. It's a pandemic every year. We know what to expect within certain bounds. And so that's how we can say, well, this is a good flu year, a bad flu year, or, you know, whatever it is. But we just don't know. We have and, no and metrics. You know. We have no metrics because it yeah. hasn't, you know, we haven't seen this thing move through yet. Yeah. You know, in a year, we might be having a very different conversation about COVID. But for Especially now, after, after well, especially, anyway, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you were going to say China, but yeah. After, <laughs> well, I was going to say, especially because where it started and where the most cases had been uh, and probably still are is China and China's not being open or honest about their numbers. So it's not even yeah. that we don't know because we haven't seen the full progression of this over a, a season or a year. Mm-hmm. But also, we just don't have that great of numbers yet. It's only been several weeks for the majority of countries who are accurately reporting. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, I mean, we're both, like, data people, and <laughs> it's like, I just... I, I don't like hyperbole or, like, you know... Uh, uh, people just get out of control. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's, I think that's just basically, we don't know. And I think that's the hardest thing for us to. Yeah. Not knowing is hard. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much open room in our psyche for fear. And I don't know. I mean, this, this whole thing does seem to be about fear. It's not about, it's not about like something I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. That doesn't sound insensitive, but I've been thinking a lot about the way that we know things and accept them as true. And we, you and I have talked a lot about what narrative means and how it is so important in shaping what we know and understand. Mm -hmm. And on the one hand, you have a huge lack of data on top of that you have numbers that are being used in isolation. So for Mm -hmm. instance, we talk a lot about how many cases there are per country. You know, how many cases have there been in Italy, China, uh, South Korea, United States. But we Mm -hmm. don't add to that the population of those places. So the numbers don't compare to each other by any reasonable means. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're throwing around a lot of numbers. The numbers are already questionable in a lot of different ways. And then on top of that, we just don't know how this thing works to start with. And there's so much room in that narrative for fear and the fear starts driving the narrative and out of fear, people start reacting. They start reacting in ways that prop up and support the fear based narrative. And ultimately, you end up with a narrative and a story that isn't really about, well, I want to say isn't really about, isn't about what's really happening. It's about the story. But then again, I think everything's that way. And what is really happening is the story, maybe more than it is the number of people who have died so far. 
Oh man. <clears throat> that's hard. I think that's kind of like a can of worms right there because, uh, I know I found myself struggling with it. As, a, as I, know, I was saying it. Cause I, I can just see like how you could interpret what you just said, like a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't think, I know you and I've talked about this, what you're, what you're kind of getting into, but, um, but I feel like, like our conversation, we ended up just like, man, we just don't know. Right. So it's like, it's, I think that's the thing is, uh, I think there's a lot of things that the questions that we ask, uh, are, <clears throat> can seem or ridiculous in some, in some senses, but it's like, well, I, you got to ask the question and if there's right. an answer to that question, then okay, cool. Then settled, you know? Right. Um, well, and I think when, when you're left into a place of, 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 we just don't know. Then how do you react? Yeah. Because there isn't really such thing as an overreaction when you don't know, like it's really hard to figure out what a, a, measured reaction would be. Yeah. Um, and everybody has differing ideas of what that should be. Everybody has differing ideas of what that appropriate measured action is. And in a place of not knowing, everybody feels like it's imperative that the reaction be right. And so you have this heightened sense of if you're not doing what I think is right, then that's awful. And I think, I think, we're just seeing a lot of that. And for the most part, I think everybody is sort of coming to terms with the fact that, well, we don't know and really has much of a better idea than social distancing and quarantine and shelter in place. And we're all yeah. pretty willing to do that for ourselves yeah. and for the people we love and mm-hmm. the, the people in high risk demographics. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like that's the part that the, the part of the narrative that makes sense to me is like, we don't know. However, it's, it's, it's at a level that it's tipping the scales that we need to play it safe, you know, and where we're doing the quarantine and the, and the stuff you just said, yeah. like, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's going to, it's, you know, it, it sucks for, you know, you spend, 13 years building a business and, and then watching it just (laughs) slip through your fingers in two weeks. I mean, sucks isn't even the, (laughs) sucks isn't even the right word. That's unimaginable. Uh, Yeah. It's a, but I mean, that's one aspect of this whole thing is like, but I also don't want, you know, hundreds of thousands of people to die too. Right. So, uh, so you're just kind of, I think everyone's battling this whole thing on so many different fronts. You know, like, you know, Allison, you know, it's like, she's not a homeschool person and Mm. she's having to kind of, she's kind of having to hold that front for us right now. And it's, I know that's not, that's not fun for her at all. Mm. Yeah, it is true. Everybody's having to do things they don't want to do. I mean, I really hate how it's changed. Well, on the one hand, like I said, I think people have been really kind in certain ways. Mm-hmm. I think that's mostly like when I'm out walking my dog, people always yeah. wave. They make eye contact. They say hello. Like going to the grocery store is really weird 
because I don't think we've un- we've figured out yet how to do social distancing in a way that is in that context like friendly. Because generally, yeah, socially if, acceptable. Yeah, it's like it goes against our normal social cues. Because if you generally, yeah. if you stand away from somebody and refuse to get, you know, if you're waiting in a line, you refuse to get six feet more than like closer than, than six feet from them. They're going to be like, "What's wrong with you?" Like that's an <laughs> insult to me. You know, so yeah. you still kind of uh, feel that, and that's interesting. Um, we're having to invert that and mm-hmm. say, "No, this is me being friendly to you. This yeah. is me respecting." your health and your personal well-being. Um, but it feels very strange. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder, you know, regardless of anything else, just like thinking about that one thing for the sec- for this moment, you know, if we're able to success- successfully invert that, how will that change the way that we are with people? Like, yeah. assume that's, let's assume we go through this for, let's just say six months and we all learn to live differently. And, you know, maybe we figure we can at that point go out again. Like I'm just thinking we're not all of a sudden going to huddle back into tight lines and spaces. Like we've learned a new normal and that, and something of that will be derivative for a while. Well, there'll probably be a a clash between those two worlds of, you know, cause I mean, it's not like all of a sudden one day it's done, you know, it's, it's going to be mm-hmm. a progression. And so some people will be a little bit more comfortable in closer spaces and then other people will be not so comfortable. Right. So you're, it seems like you'll definitely have a, uh, a very, uh, a lot of different reactions in that, in that kind of thing. I just, just imagine like you, you kind of stand in a normal line and someone's like, what are you doing? You're like, ah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, get away from me. You're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not like there's going to come some day when it's like, that's it. No more COVID-19. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh huh. It's more likely that, well, I don't even know. It's more likely. I think it's just absolutely true that it's going to be a part of our lives for, from now on, yeah. just like the flu. We just don't know what that's going to mean yet. But if we yeah. spend long enough dealing with it this way, it's going to, it's going to change our social contracts quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I hope not, man. I'm, you know, I'm a hugger, so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> same. <laughs> it just sucks. It's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm the so weird, I keep thinking like randomly in weird points during the day. I'm like, I just need a hug. Which is not something that I think about ever, but I've been really <laughs> missing human contact. <laughs> just like I need uh-huh. to be embraced. Uh, yeah, totally. I think hermit life is not for me. Uh. Uh-uh. What's funny? About, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I always, for a long time, considered myself an introvert, and then I, I think I took the, um, what is it, fourteen personalities. 19 personalities. How many are there? COVID, COVID 14, 19. COVID 14. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it, it said I was five. A, it said I was an extrovert and I didn't believe uh, it. And then now I'm like, you know, maybe, maybe that's true. I need people. I get so funky alone. Well, you could be one of those. That's like, I'm, like I'm kind of on the line. So if, if I have too much introversion time, 
I crave extroversion. And then if I have too much extroversion, I'm probably more of an introvert, but, uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Too much of either is not great. No, I agree. <laughs> I think I just need, I, I need my close, stable relationships and I need contact with those people, you know? And yeah. if, you know, if my close friends want to go out to a crowded thing and go to ACL or whatever, like I'm into it. And then at some point I'm going to be like, I got to get out of here. This is, <laughs> this is uh, too much. Uh, yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested to see, like I'm kind of more in the, I want to look back on this in two or three years and see, right. make sense of it then. Right. Um, I just have too many, I have too many questions of where we're at right now. Um, just as a, as a society and, um, how we relate to each other. Um, and I think this is, this is going to be something that kind of like, kind of brings some things to the surface, probably some, some not very, very pretty th things and also some really beautiful things at the same time. Hmm. Like we, you know, realizing we do need each other and, you know, yeah. physical contact and, um, <sighs> well, I mean, um, I feel like, well, first of all, I feel like it's going to last a while. So mm -hmm. I was, um, I had, I hadn't told, I told you this, but I hadn't told anybody else about it, um, or announced this, but I had set up a tour of, uh, in England over the summer in July. I was going for like two weeks and had a bunch of dates booked and was playing a couple of festivals and was really excited about that. And I just got the email yesterday that that's all canceled. Oh no. Okay. And I was kind of holding out. I was like, let's see what happens over the next several weeks. I mean, July is a long way away. Maybe that will still happen. But then I, when that email came and I realized people are canceling stuff that far out already. Yeah. We're going to be in this for a while. Um, but to your point, yeah, I think a lot of beautiful things are going to come out of this. I mean, I've, I've already, a couple of the beautiful things that I've already enjoyed are, um, like I said earlier, meeting my neighbors and having these conversations that I wouldn't otherwise have. Um, yeah. and also just like some reviving of some old relationships. Like I've been spent considerable time talking to old college friends on the phone oh, wow. that I hadn't talked to in quite a while, you know, years in some cases. Yeah. Um, there is something of a blessing to having t ex 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 excess time on your hands. And I think you used the word in one of our other conversations, like this is sort of a reset for us. And I keep thinking maybe this is a, a needed one, a needed reset. Yeah. Everybody slow down. Everybody take stock of their lives. Think about the things that they want to do with the time that they have. <laughs> <laughs> there's this uh oh, there's a restaurant email chain i won't say who it was but i loved it it was hilarious this one person was saying uh uh yeah everybody online saying hey take this time to be a to do yoga or to learn a new skill or something like that <laughs> she's like it's like oh that sounds really great in theory and all but fuck that i'm a business owner like i've got to figure out how to keep my <laughs> keep the doors open yeah <laughs> it's like it's like i don't have time to learn yoga I that's a good point <laughs> and i guess you probably feel some of that too like you don't have time you're working yeah 
No, it's 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 full on for me. I mean, I think we're we're hitting a stride. My team is just phenomenal. I am so thankful for them. Um, you know, we're doing things like our subscription stuff, our online coffee uh, stuff, and delivering locally. Uh, yeah, how are y'all doing that? I saw that in your like marketing. You're you're delivering locally. Are you getting into a car and into your Sprinter van and driving things around? Well, Stephanie, Thomas, Tucker, and Megan, and a few others every day, Monday through Friday, they'll they'll get in their car and go deliver it to people's doors. And it's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. And they they came up with that, and hmm. I was like, man, that's awesome. So that's kind of like just adding, just kind of keeping us in there. Um, but uh, those are the things that are long term that I'm I'm thinking about. You know, as far as you know, we have these stimulus packages and stuff like that that are going on. But I mean, those are like, you know, we're, we're talking two to three months, mm-hmm. like those are there for that. Right. And so how do you, and that's kind of even expecting that, you know, three to six months, we're going to be back at some sort of steam that we were at before, you know? Yeah. So, um, I hope so. I also, I mean, again, everything changes day to day. Like, mm-hmm. This isn't even new information, but I saw a ton of headlines about it today that something like 25% of people are asymptomatic. And I was reading articles about that weeks and weeks ago, but I saw like at least four headlines pop up on the notification screen on my phone today about that, which means that that idea is building energy. And if that idea is building energy, that's going to increase fear, I think, because up till now, you know, you've got the incubation period that's, you you know, to worry about. But other than that, we are sort of trusting that the people are essential people, which I think you're one of our essential people and you're in the people that you are employing still, um, in the same boat as people in grocery stores and Mm -hmm. cooking food in restaurants for pickup or delivery. Like we're sort of trusting that <clears throat> those people aren't infected and yeah. as long as they aren't infected, we can keep running that way. But if one in four could be infected and not even know it themselves, mm-hmm. that's going to change some things. And, and again, just increase the period of time that we are keeping ourselves vigilant to this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's the thing. It's just, it's just so complicated. You know, you can, and different people have different values when they're looking at it. You know, I think that's the, that's the hardest thing. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard, you know, old people say like, you know, oh, let's not, I mean, <laughs> was it, I think it was the the he got a lot of shit about this. It was our Texas uh, lieutenant governor, I think. He was like, you know, don't do this on account, on our account. We'll be okay, you know. As far as old people, he was he's like, oh, like that, right? And uh, and you know, he got kind of slammed for being desensitive. And but uh, at the same time, is like if we if we make decisions right now that could affect generations from now too as far as, you know, with the economy and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, 
when do you start talking about that? I kind of thought about too, <laughs> where at some point someone's got to break that ice, which it's kind of already a little bit been broken. You know, when do we start looking at other factors here? And uh, that's that's not an easy that's not an easy subject to broach. No. And well, and Trump's already gotten a bunch of shit for breaching it, which was mm-hmm. expected. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, totally. You know, but I do hope that leadership on both sides of the aisle are already talking about it. Yeah. Not because I want it to happen soon. Yeah. But because it's worth talking about mm-hmm. whenever the time comes to start talking about it. I hope that the people talking about it have been thinking about it previously, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not like, Oh, let's uh, start thinking about this now. It's like now it might not be the right time to talk about it, but I hope people are thinking about it. Well, I think too, like in, like in my business, it's like I start thinking about something and then I distill that down to some things after I've thought about it for a while. And then, you know, my directors, we talk about it and they right. kind of distill it down and talk to the managers and then everybody else, all the rest of the staff. And it's, it's like, but we have to be talking about things totally. in months in advance before totally. we actually implement anything too. And I feel that at my company all the time, it's, you know, there's plenty of times that leadership sort of more like national, even global leadership will come and introduce some new set of policies or changes. And it's really clear that they started communicating that to the entire company way too soon. It wasn't yeah. well thought mm. through. Yeah. It, and it was like, it just creates a ton of unrest. <laughs> totally. I've done that. So before. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, it's a good idea. Like, well, hold on. Well, hold you on. know, maybe that's it why I came out of left, left field. Either. I was like, Oh, it was so clear in my head though. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, maybe that's why like Trump talking about opening the economy back up at all. People were just like, we're not ready. <laughs> like, yeah. Whoa. Like, that's not what we, we're not ready to think about that. How are you going to yeah. do that? That's not even questions I want to ask. Yeah. But, but you do want leadership to be thinking about long enough yeah. in advance. We keep getting these awful digital sound vomits. <laughs> it just comes in. We've got some uh, kinks blanks. to work out here. Yeah. But we're trying. We are we're trying. new things. Yeah. Well, we're also trying to stick to our once a week commitment yeah but it's like i already feel like even our conversation right now with this is like it's a little heavy i think you and i are both uh so hesitant in so many areas because yeah. you and i we don't have these things figured out there's things that were you know and, and i think that's that's the part that um is difficult but i think that's we also need to have those types of conversations and not and kind of withhold judgment you know uh uh, questions whenever someone maybe disagrees with you, like, hmm. like is talking about an aspect that maybe you're not thinking about, or, you know, they're, you're thinking about an aspect that they're not thinking about and how right. sometimes that can, your, your lines can get crossed, you know? Right. Cause you know, there's one thing I have to think about is the economy and like my business is because I've, I've got to start looking at like whenever I had to lay everybody off and close three stores down, it was sort of like, we cannot, if I don't do this, we're done in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's not 
Yeah. 27 people, it's 44 people. Yeah. 50, yeah. 50. <laughs> 50. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and then all the rest of the stuff that comes along with that, you know? Right. Uh, there's, I mean, that's a whole line of things. Yeah, I feel the hesitance. I, I feel like, well, like I was saying earlier, like there is an approved narrative. Mm-hmm. And talking outside of that narrative at all is really looked down upon. That's what I'm feeling. And so I feel really hesitant talking about some of these things because I don't want to talk about something too soon. But also there's a need to talk about stuff. and There's a need to... Well, I think one thing that we, we can say is like, you know, out of the things that you and I have talked about outside of this is like, you know, where we are and what we're doing right now is good and necessary. Like, I feel like, yes, I feel like that's something that, you know, just to be clear on that. So, yeah. so if anything I feel that the we're saying way. outside of that, yeah. So if there's anything that we're saying that is, uh, that we're questioning or being skeptical about, it's, it's, I think both you and I've pretty, you know, uh, time frames. I think those are the things that you and I are really consider. Like, what does that what does that mean? Two weeks, right. month yeah. and a half. I'm thinking a lot. Is about that even that. possible? Yeah. So yeah, here's some like people unrest. Right. Here's some ramifications on time time frame for me. I think I've already accepted the fact that school isn't coming back this year. Yeah. Um, homeschooling is difficult. And also, I kind of feel like in my case, not possible. Mm-hmm. My kids are here half the time. The only thing that's changed with my job is that I'm working remotely, which ultimately means I'm working more. Mm-hmm. It's been really hard to keep any sort of set schedule because it's so easy to just sign on when you get up and work, work through lunch and sign, you know, accept a later meeting. You don't have the boundaries of regular life to like keep you in line. It's like, I don't have to take my kids yeah. to school and not, and having to take my kids to school means that I can't get to work before a certain time. I don't have to pick mm-hmm. them up. You know, there's things that it's so easy to work more. So mm-hmm. I'm working a ton. My kids are here mostly destroying the house for eight hours until I get <laughs> off of meetings. I, I can't homeschool. So what am I to do? Yeah. And, you know, online school's going to, become a thing, but I can't imagine that's going to be super effective. Not especially for, you know, my younger kids. Oh yeah. Like uh, Hazel, she can just, I mean, she's learning to read right now. Yeah. How do you so learn how to read getting... on a team's call or a zoom? Yeah. <laughs> totally. You know, so and if I'm having to spend like an hour and a half with her totally at least. Yeah. And just and, her. And so good that Allison is there and can do that. Mm-hmm. But Okay, back to timeline. I've accepted that school is not going to come back, you know, before the end of May. But yeah. what about starting up our 2020-2021 school year? Yeah. Like, I have a lot more concern about that, about yeah. that not happening. But mm-hmm. it's so far out that I'm not really thinking about it yet. It's just sort of like, ooh, that's something we might have to deal with. You know, and, yeah. where, and where do we reasonably put our expectation? Are we thinking in the like beginning of summer, midsummer, mm-hmm. end of summer, fall? I think it, and this just goes back to we just don't know. We have no way to estimate it right now. 
Yeah, we, we don't know if this is going to be, uh, you know, when it gets hotter, like the flu, it, it subsides. And, right. I mean, there's there's so many factors that are just frustrating to not have. <laughs> Speaking of frustration, <laughs> our audio is not doing great and I'm getting frustrated. <laughs> All right, well, let's probably close it down. I don't even know if we'll air this one. <laughs> what do you think? I think we should. <clears throat> I do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um yeah. <laughs> oh my god OMG oh my god uh, I did want to hear maybe you could just quickly say what you think could come out of this that would be beautiful that was the term you used earlier oh yeah um, well for me I'm, I'm kind of <clears throat> I've been slowly kind of like this week we're kind of setting we're kind of getting into somewhat of a groove um I think it's kind of helped us uh, as a, as a team at Medici to kind of be more focused on fewer things, hmm. which has been kind of really cool. Yeah. Um, adversity, baby. Yeah. And I think too, you know, like kind of when you're forced, you're forced to kind of suffer a little bit and whatever that means for different people and some it's just, it's more like hardships and some people dealing with life and death, you know, or, uh, I think it's just, a, it's an, it's a real opportunity to learn and to grow. And mm. so I'm really excited to see kind of what comes from that, uh, just personally and for my family. And, um, uh, and I really, I guess that's one thing I would just encourage our audience too, is like, to those that are listening is, you know, what opportunities is this, is this bringing to you? Hmm. I think we get enough of the, um, the, the kind of scare of it. And, the, and yeah, what the, is this taking away? Yeah. What is this taking away? But, uh, I think if we kind of open our eyes and, and are available and draw our attention to the opportunities that are around us, uh, I think we could really be surprised and, and, some some really cool things could come out of this. I think that's really true. And maybe we could just say like, because we are all living in just a huge, an unknown amount, but a, definitely a huge amount of anxiety everywhere in the news, so, in our families, in our lives. Maybe we let's make our next conversation about that. I've been thinking a lot about that you know, what, what is this opening up? What opportunities yeah. is this bringing? What do you, what do you have the opportunity to do now that you didn't before and, and make it a meditation on that and as a way to have a reprieve from all of the unknowns? Hmm. Well, I, th I, there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I just finished that, that book, uh, just got the reading, but, uh, um, there's also that part of growing up and I think that's something that I'm really interested in is, you know, are you looking for a savior, you know, or is there something in it that that's in, that's inside you that you can kind of step up into a new, a new realm of your existence or your consciousness or your awareness. Um, Cause I think it's easy at a time like this is like looking to the government to help you or, you know, it's like, which again, there's all these useful tools and stuff like that. There is around us. But, uh, I think that's why like 
drawing our attention to the opportunities that are being afforded to you. And I think that will also open up opportunities for other people. Yeah. And there's something, uh, again, sort of the hero archetype kind of thing where you slay the dragon. It's like, what dragon are you, what dragons before you that you need to slay? Um, I think that's a real question for, for all of us to, to ask ourselves and to bring our attention to is like, what is the dragon that's before you? Yeah. And it's yours to slay. I'm sure a lot of people have been thinking about that. Maybe not in those terms, but yeah, especially people who are spending much, much more time at home, have much, much more free time. You're thinking about the way you spend that time. Yeah. And you're thinking about the ways that you spend your time that you know are unhealthy and the ways mm -hmm. that you spend it that you know are and trying to balance that and try to make some changes in it. I'm sure yeah. people are thinking about it. Well, let's start our next conversation okay. there. Okay. That's um, good. I just, I don't know what I was going to say. I, I hope, <laughs> I hope everybody's keeping it together. I'm, yeah. I'm honestly struggling, like struggling to keep san some sanity and, um, struggling with that just air of anxiety in the air. Mm. And I, I hope you're all making it. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks guys. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sorry, sorry.